welcome back to Insemination. Not only did this sperm donor baby come from the nuts, I am going nuts with anticipation for our next guest. Our next guest is arguably the most famous donor-conceived person this world has to offer. This donor-conceived person put donor conception issues on the map in such a global scale. This person is someone who I look up to, who I admire so unbelievably so much, so I don't want to waste one more second in anticipation of introducing them to you all. So let's jump in with the interview. Okay, everyone, I am unbelievably so excited to introduce you to our next guest. We have the Beyonce of Donor Conceived People. We have the Mike Jordan of Donor Conceived People. We have the GOAT. We have Jacoba Ballard. Hey, hello. Jacoba. hello. <laughs> excited to be here this morning. Well, I am so talking to you. <laughs> Who knows when people are listening to this? Maybe that this is their nighttime podcast and this is going to lull them to sleep, which is um, might haunt your dreams. But Jacoba, <laughs> I am so excited to to have you here. What you have done for the donor conceived community is absolutely incredible. You are. You you what you have done is you have put because uh in case anyone didn't know, didn't recognize, Jacoba is the donor conceived person. Uh she is the narrator of our father. That was her sharing this story. Jacoba put donor conceived issues on the map. And she got the world to listen to us. So yeah, no, donor conceived people, all of us owe you every flower, chocolate, gummy bear drink anything you want that is we all owe that to you don't make me cry <laughs> don't make me cry uh and I met you for the first time in Washington DC mm -hmm. and we all you know we saw our father and it was a very like you know very solemn very dark documentary mm -hmm. which as it needed to be but meeting you in person you are like so silly and you're so like light-hearted and I was like I mean we were talking about very serious things but then like we would like be like okay we're done with that and then we just goofed around for a bit like yes. yeah <laughs> look because of that I wore this shirt <laughs> straight out of Washington <laughs> for all of you listening yeah. at home you need to go watch the YouTube video because uh Jacoba is wearing a t-shirt that says straight out of Washington yes yes <laughs> oh my goodness so it has been almost a year since our father came out it was May 2022 on on Netflix and we're almost a year how has it been how does it feel now being almost away from a year away from that you know, it doesn't even seem like a year, but <laughs> um, it was such a blur. I was so sick when it came out. I went into like this flare and I was sick. Um, I was losing my mother. She was very sick. And then I was dealing with, I say people I shared DNA with, I don't even call them siblings anymore. Um, there's a handful that were just horrible. They're still horrible. Um, they accused Wait. me. They said I was delusional and then my mom's still alive. It, it's been horrible. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. We're, we got to back up. We got to unpack it. Later. <laughs> we got we to gotta unpack this. Okay. Mm -hmm. So people who are quote unquote, they're, they're part of your sibling pod. Yes. Mm -hmm. We're calling you delusional over our father? Um, well, so they got mad. Why did they get mad of you being? So there was like a clip where you could stop it, screenshot it, and zoom in and see their name. I had no control over that. Um, okay. And I don't know. Some signed, you know, um, disclosures. I don't know which ones did, which ones didn't. That's not my job. Um, yeah. And then... There was also one of them went and she caused like a big ruckus said that I stole a medical document, which was not a medical document. It was a um, like PowerPoint we had put together and it's actually obtainable through the courts. So if anybody wants that, you can actually go request it through the court system and get it. That's how it was obtained anyway. So, I mean, I had it in my email when I had emailed it to the courthouse, but like that's how they had obtained it. But yeah. So I don't okay. know. She had a few others thinking I like stole a medical document. I'm like, it's not a medical document, but here we are. I, I'm still. I, me too. I, I'm still <laughs> very confused by like, 
you doing our father was standing up to a horrible predator of a man. Mm -hmm. I'm still struggling. Did they like I know so at least at the time I don't know if it's grown but at the time when the documentary came out you had found we we had 94 siblings now we only saw a portion of them but mm-hmm. we're not and I understand like not everyone wants to be on camera like that's totally totally understandable but I'm getting I I, I don't want to like lead the questioning but it sounds like you're saying that not all of them were supportive of no, this no not all of them were supportive <clears throat> there's a why not well i can only assume but some of those that weren't supportive were also some from the very beginning that got mad at me for even speaking out um that you know sent me text saying this is our father <laughs> and we're betraying him so i really think that there is like this uh, what daddy is i do i think it's like what? A, yes yeah they so. they were texting you and saying this is our father how dare you bring him to court yes. for assaulting all of our mothers yes yes no that's what i have dealt with since 2014 <clears throat> okay mm-hmm. i can i mean look i i i mean obviously i don't understand how anyone could try and stop you from bringing this for. I don't understand anyone could, <laughs> but specifically your siblings, mm-hmm. that to me is, is how they would have an issue with this. Yeah. Oh my God. Now the, the interesting thing about this is I know of another, I, I know of a, a, a different pod who um, I has, um, you know, double digits also, we'll just we'll just keep it of that uh, as a sibling pod. And I know also one of them does not want any of the siblings coming forward because he's it seems like he kind of is hoping for a relationship with this doctor who committed fertility fraud. Yes, <clears throat> that is that is like split between mine. I wouldn't That's... say split because more so than not, uh, I feel like think like I do. Um, but then there are others who, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no. That's I, I mean, it, it's like, look, I understand that these relationships can be complicated and I fully appreciate that. But to w- actively try and stop you from bringing this man to justice. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Babies, yeah. babies. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. OK. Yeah. Oh, that <laughs> one's. And unfortunately, like I'm, I'm kind of going through my Rolodex of all the sibling pods I've talked to, and it does seem like, like I, I've known donor conceived people who, like, not having any kind of relationship with their donor, are like uber protective of their donor, even if their donor, um, lied um on the uh on the medical history, like actively lied, um, donated at multiple clinics ensured that a sibling pod was going to be large uh committed fertility fraud it does seem like there's a lot of donor conceived people who just instinctively are very protective of their donors and it is something that's just and and i'm not saying Mm -hmm. that like you know every donor conceived person needs to like do what you did but it's like the fact that like actively (laughs) trying to stop you from coming forward like Mm -hmm. And trust me, I mean, I really mean it when I say, when I found this out, I struggled. I struggled not, I mean, I knew immediately what he did was unethical and disgusting and disturbed and yeah, illegal. Well, I thought it was illegal, but <laughs> jokes on me. Um, <laughs> but I, I still struggled with the fact of it is my biological parent. And, you know, I wasn't just you know, making a claim against him. I was hurting the children he raised and his wife and his grandchildren. So there was a whole mix of people. So I didn't just go about this like willy nilly and, you know, set out to ruin everybody's lives, even my own. Cause I've always said that I'd rather be rich and not famous, but here we are. <laughs> God has well, jokes cause I am not rich, but here, we are. so but it wasn't hard for me either because when I look back, it was like, I remember his son telling me, which is my, you know, half brother saying, you can't say anything because of my mom. And it broke my heart. But then it was like this 
it just switched and I said, but what about my mom? When does my mom get justice? When do all these other women get justice? If we're not the ones to speak up about this, which I feel like is sexual assault, who does? Who speaks up about it? Because it's surely not going to be the others that want a relationship with him. And that's where it happened. <laughs> and I, I want to adjust something with your statement. You did not hurt his children. He you did. did not hurt his. He did. Mm -hmm. He did. Yeah. You mm -hmm. are your mom. You all of your siblings are victims. Mm -hmm. You by speaking truth did not hurt. He mm -hmm. hurt because he is the one who chose to do this malicious act. Yes, you're absolutely right. And I should have, <laughs> I should have said that better because anybody that would have said that to me, I would have said, I didn't hurt them. He hurt them. So you're right. He hurt them. But, he just brought it to light. But look, even leaders like yourself need validation. Yeah. I am more than happy to give you that Thank validation you. <laughs> because you have been carrying this goddamn torch. So yeah, here, have your cookie. I'm more than happy to remind you that you didn't do you in the amount of people, because it wasn't just your sibling pod that you helped. It was every sibling pod that you helped mm -hmm. and you have helped out. And, and the thing that people don't realize is that fertility fraud is still, it's federally it's still legal yeah. uh, federally. There's only 11 states that have passed mm -hmm. the um, the fertility fraud legislation. We were in uh, Washington, D.C. this January advocating mm -hmm. for this to become federal law. So it's like the, what you did and the siblings who spoke uh, up against this, it was like you are fighting for every future mom out there. You're fighting for every future parent. Mm -hmm. Yes. You're, you're fighting for their safety. Yes. That's what I don't understand, especially the women when they, I get these trolls that send me messages and I'm just like, whether you know it or not, like I am fighting for you. So you're welcome. Yeah. Like you may not agree with what I did, but okay. <laughs> because this actually goes to protect everyone. I just don't understand how anybody could be against it. Oh, Chico, who are these motherfucking trolls? You point them and I will find them. Where are they? Well, they're under the trolls tab on my Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I will find all of you. <laughs> I will find all of you. Yeah. Oh, my God. I just let them oh. know I do. I send them a message back if they haven't blocked me. And I'm like, just to let you know, you will be able to find your comment on the trolls tab forever under my Instagram. Yes, slay. Yeah. Yes, yes, you did. Mm -hmm. Oh, yep. that is queen behavior yes, right yes. there. If you have enough balls to send me crap like that, then so be it. Everybody is going to know about it. Public information. Absolutely. I fucking love that. <laughs> So during I rewatched the documentary recently because I, I wanted to obviously be fully prepped for this. And, um, you know, during the documentary, we're watching him call you constantly and leave you voice messages. And he's he's constantly like, oh, don't do this. Don't do this. But it's going to hurt. Blah, 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 blah. Since it came out, since this documentary came out, has he been calling you still? Is he texting you still? What, how, is he calling your other siblings? Like, what's that interaction been? So I haven't received anything. Um, which I think is a good thing. I think that people probably know I don't play, but yes! I have had a sibling. I won't mention names, but I have had a sibling that informed me a week or two ago was actually followed. Yeah. Um, by, by Klein. That's what they said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, and they ew, took a ew. picture. So yeah, took a picture so that in the gas station pulled in and he got out of his car and just stood there and stared. Oh, no, 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 ma'am. No, thank you. No, thank you. Oh, blah, blah, blah. oh, yeah. we're really helping out our reputation there, sir. Yeah. We're really helping ourselves out. Well, oh. I said, you need to call the police and make a report because if it yeah. happens again, the police aren't going to be able to do anything because they don't have a record of it. Like you need to, to file the first time to make sure you have the on record. Isn't that disgusting and scary? Though? Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah. That's terrifying. Well, and we, we, again, we know as anyone watched the documentary, he carries a gun. Mm -hmm. uh, that's terrifying. Yeah. He's not supposed to, since he has those two felonies in Indiana, okay. but who knows? I hope to goodness he doesn't, but we don't know. So. Oh my God. Oh my God. No. Mm, mm, mm. Shut it down. Shut it down. Yeah. Throw it in rice. Throw it in yes. rice. No, 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 no. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, 
so at the end of the documentary, we found out that uh, by the when the documentary came out, you had 94 siblings. Is it still 94 or has it so gone we up? So we're 94. When it came out, it was the number was wrong. It was 87. And then we okay. did go up, but we are at 94 now. So, Got it. Oh, yeah. so they've updated it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So we are at 90. Oh, Jesus. 94. That's still uh, 87, 94. My gosh. It's it's too many. Yeah. It's too many. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. I remember when we hit 10 and I thought that was too many. <laughs> and now I'm like, take me back to 10. <laughs> and it's so that was like many. A- that was a vacation number is 10. Yeah. 10 is like we can deal with. I There's so many people who when we when I tell them like, yes, there are sibling pods of 100, they go, oh, my God, that's so cool. And I'm like, it's not. Mm-hmm. Are you? Ta-? And I'd love for you to, to talk on this a little bit more. But like the dynamic of having 100 siblings, because obviously none of you were raised together. None of you knew each other. You all have very different perspectives. And then you were all thrown together and been like, you're all siblings. Mm-hmm. And what is that dynamic like? Well, it's hard because you don't have that core foundation. You weren't raised together. And honestly, as an adult, it's almost as if you don't have, um, what is a word I'm thinking of? Like, um, like I don't owe them anything and they don't owe me anything. So yeah, it's that's so fair. hard. So if you don't, click immediately and you don't share common interest you probably are not going to associate with each other beyond you know maybe once a year getting together for the you know sibling get together with a photo but as far as that um I mean it is it's hard even if I were to text one a day that means that I would only text them like once every three months I mean that that's isn't it yeah, every three months. That's that's crazy. That is. So I mean, you really cannot. When people say, "Oh my goodness, that's cool," it's not. You can't <laughs> have not. a meaningful relationship. I I feel like if anybody should get like a sponsored family reunion, it's you guys. Like I want to see Netflix and like sandals come together and sponsor (laughs) you guys to all have a family. Like, I feel like that, that we should all make that happen. Like it's like that, that we can all owe that to you guys that you guys get like a weekend getaway every single year in sandals resort. Y'all get like some free drinks. (laughs) I feel like that as a society, we should give to your sibling pod. That would be so amazing. Please sponsor us. Oh my God. Because, like I said, I didn't get rich. I just, the whole world knows my name now. And off of a very interesting reason. It's like, oh, oh, that's, that's how, that's a weird thing to be famous for. Yes. Uh, You know, when you were talking about somebody listening to this at nighttime to lull them to sleep, I Mm -hmm. chuckled because I thought, please don't think of daddy Klein masturbating as you're going to sleep. Like that's just, (laughs) don't run that image into your mind. (laughs) Um, Speaking of daddy Klein masturbating, (laughs) speaking of that. Daddy Klein didn't just like masturbating himself. He also liked masturbating other things as well, which you shared to me in one of the oh. in the Rainmore building. <laughs> and I've had nightmares. And so here's the thing, everybody. If I have to suffer with these images, so do the rest of you. OK, so uh, Jacoba, I would love for you to share uh, one of Daddy Klein's side projects of other th- <laughs> Well, this was his side snack when he wasn't, you know, inseminating our mothers. Um, so I grew up because he had to be in he had to be inseminating <laughs> yeah. something. Yes. Oh my god! So I grew up with Sharpays, and that's the one thing when I found out he bred Sharpays, I was like, oh my goodness! That's even though I don't like him as a person, it's still interesting. Until I found out that he would manually express. That's what he called it, um, but masturbate his Sharpay dogs himself, and then he would inseminate the female Sharpays. So, yeah, just let that soak in because um, but, I am pretty but, for sure Sharpays do not have to be bred that way. I'm pretty sure that they can do it, um, you know, with the stud and everything by themselves, like sex. Yeah, I don't think they have oh. to be masturbated, but... He took one for the team and took an extra step. 
He really wanted to be involved. Yes, very involved. And I don't know. I'm just like, how in the world did this man have any energy? I mean, really, <laughs> I think about that because he was at least masturbating at least once a day. Then you think about it, like you go home and at some point you have to have sex with your wife and then you're masturbating your dogs. Like, how do you have time for anything else? <laughs> I mean, I, I will give it to him. His forearm strength must be very good. Well, and then he like led Bible studies. It was real big into church and he had people over like you saw in the documentary. Like one of the prisoners said he would have people over and he would baptize them in his pool and all these like youth or leader group things that he went on with his church and stuff. And I'm like, how did you have time for masturbation and God? Like, how did he, how I couldn't uh, do that. Maybe I'm just like a person that is slow. I don't know. <laughs> well, I think he, from certainly like how he viewed this um, entire thing of like, you know, growing the population and everything. I think he really felt like, and I mean, I'm, this is just an observation. I don't know, but it really seems like he thought masturbation was a form of prayer. And then he blessed everyone. <laughs> that was really like that. That was him baptizing was him inseminating. Like that's how he viewed it. Yes. Like that's what it feels like. Mm -hmm. It was like, he really thought this was a holy act yes. that he was like, I am, I am a servant of God. Mm -hmm. Every time I think of with him, my Turkey baster, him inseminating it's I have to make jokes. It's remember yeah. the chef, the chef that like sprinkles the salt on the steaks. And yes, I think of him every time that I think of clay masturbating. It's a little bit of, it's just little like little little bit of sperm. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. He's like the uh, Oprah of masturbation and, you know, insemination there. <sighs> Oh, I'm yeah, I mean he really is. Like when when it comes to spreading his seed, I mean him mm -hmm. and Genghis Khan are are just like I feel like though like he just figured out how to do it very scientifically. Yes. Uh mm -hmm. man, I mean now are we how many more siblings are you expecting to come forward? Like are you guys like, okay, we're pretty sure this is this is we're rounding down, or are you like we have no fucking clue? No. Um, so his only answer when he was asked when he stopped doing this, his response was, I retired in 2009. <gasps> so to me, oh, oh say <gasps> what year you stopped and all you can say is you retired in 2009. Like, how would you interpret that? To me, I interpreted that as I stopped in 2009 when I retired. Oh my God. Maybe I'm oh wrong, my God. But if that is your answer, wouldn't you think that that is, so that's why I keep saying, like, I would not be surprised if they're younger siblings. And it grosses me out. They're still, yeah. they're still underage. They're still underage. They're still under 18. Oh, my God. Hunt, I think, Hunt, audio. I'm sorry. Like, I, I'm oh, sorry. I, I went in. <laughs> no, my, my, I'm, my voice went so shocked that I went into a register that only dolphins could hear me. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. So he hypothetically might still have children underage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <gasps> and. And I could have oh siblings, which, yes, isn't that just, so I, it, I've got cold chills. Um, yeah. I talk oh about my. I, I'm like, I need kids, to clean. I'm going to cry. My kids are 24 and 26. Well, they will be in April and June. You could have siblings younger mm -hmm. than them. I have grandbabies. I have, you know, third grandbaby on the way in August. And I literally can have my children or grant, which my children are married, but you know, life happens. I never want them to get divorced, but what if something like that happens? They could marry an aunt. Um, my grandchildren, you know, can marry it. I, I have this sudden urge to just clean everything around me. Yes. Uh, we, need, we need to take a, a slight pause. Uh, for anybody who's watching and are listening, uh, uh, Jacob, Jacoba's wonderful little kitty has joined our podcast named Juniper, and she is just a darling. Don't you think oh. her eyes are the same? We both have blue eyes, so oh. don't tell her she's adopted. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But oh my god! But she oh my god! But she has blue eyes. Did did mm -hmm. King Doctor Klein inseminate her mom too? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> my god! Yeah, I know. 
We all have blue eyes. <laughs> all have blue eyes. It is like watching the documentary. Like um, I, I was again rewatching it with my mom and my mom was like, they all look alike. Oh, my God. They all look alike. Oh, like it is. It's yeah. very striking to see like all of you just like there, 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 there. there. And it was just like, whoa, because it's a particular shade of blue. It's an eye shape. Like it's mm -hmm. like, yo, it's OK, so crazy. Even the ones that have like darker hair or skin, whatever, like you will put siblings by their parent, their mothers and they look, but then there's just some pictures you see them and it finally clicks and it's like, oh my goodness, they look like siblings so-and-so and you pull out a picture and it's like, yep, I see it now. So yeah, I don't know. He has, I don't want to say he's, I used to say he ruined my life, but now he hasn't. Um, well, it, there for a while, I thought he had, but well, I'm, I'm glad that emotionally you're, you're in a place that you don't feel like he did. I think that that's wonderful to hear. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, he, what he did though, to your life, to your mom's life, to all the moms, all the dads, all the kids, like what he did was so insidious. Mm -hmm. Like it, like that was an insidious act. Yes. Um, and one of the things I'd love, because I know the documentary was made so well uh, by by Bloomhouse and Netflix, like it really, really was like they did a be an amazing job. But I, I know how documentaries are made. You get a ton of information. You got to whittle it down to the gold nuggets. Mm -hmm. And my question to you is, what wasn't in the documentary that you are like, I really wish was? Um, there were a lot of things like um, there was a protective order that wasn't mentioned. So I had... Yeah. A protective order against him or against you? Um, against him to keep him away okay. from me. Okay. Yeah. All right. Right. Is that how you'd say? Yeah. Against him. I think so. Yeah. I've never gotten one. <laughs> I've never gotten one either. <laughs> so it's, um, against him, but mm -hmm. yeah, so that wasn't in there. Um, cause you know, a lot of people will sit there and say like, Oh, were your love nuts really removed? Yeah, they really were. Do I know that it was him? No. Um, now I have cameras and stuff, but at the time I, I didn't, um, yeah, that's a terrifying moment in the documentary. Like mm -hmm. you can just see the fear on your face and it was just like, it, I, it, it's one mm -hmm. of those moments in the documentary where like all the air goes out and you're just like, Oh shit, mm -hmm. it's real. This is very real. Oh, it was, um, I had went to take my kids to school and you know, that is one thing that terrifies me. Cause I think about it all the time of, had we gotten in my vehicle and I had driven on the highway with my children, we would probably have been seriously injured or been killed in a car accident. So, and I can never prove that he had anything to do with that, but in my heart, I, you know, have my own speculation. So, but I was given a protective order and I did have that. Um, ironically, I worked at, um, a gel at the time and that's how I found out they had given it to me I was doing visitation with inmates families and one of the other uh, deputies like grabbed a piece of paper and took it in another room and I'm like what are you doing because we had to look and make sure that the people seeing them didn't have like you know there wasn't a protective order you know like they if they had like oh, domestic wow. violence or whatever and he was like it's yours and I was like what and that's how oh, I found oh my out. god yeah so I found out they issued it anything else in the documentary that was left out that you really think is imperative for people to understand um oh goodness that there was so much I mean honestly I wish that which they didn't have a choice you know when they sold it and everything they said they wanted it into like a movie um, I wish it would have been into a series because there was so much they had to take out. Um, I know like one sibling actually went to meet him and there was audio of that and everything. Um, and it was so sad because he just found out and I guess like said, can I just shake your hand? But he like told him, he's like, you need to leave. You need to leave right now. My wife. So and I'm just like, my goodness, I don't know. Here's this, you know, person who is all sorts of messed up. They're crying, confused, and you can't even have the decency to, you know, at least be a little human. So. 
I don't know. I mean, but there's, there was just so much, um, goodness. I mean, I, nothing sticks out right now that, you know, I think you mentioned one thing to me, um, was how much he had the politicians in his pocket, like how much, (laughs) Oh, we had something there. Okay. So, um, the more and more that like we discovered, and there again, can't accuse anybody, but it does make you speculate when. So allegedly, 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 everyone. So the word of the day, his son that he um, raised went to law school and a lot of people that work at the state are friends with him and with, yeah. So (laughs) um, they, uh, I just speculate and allegedly keep throwing that word in there. Everything think that there was like some shady stuff going on. And I know that it was with my doctors because I got sick two and a half years ago. And I remember going, (laughs) I remember going and I was so sick. And I remember one of the doctors at um, a major hospital in Indiana, people around here will know because there's only two, two major hospitals downtown and they'll know colors are red if you need to (laughs) don't go there um but yeah i was told how great of a man he was and oh yeah i had numerous doctors um tell me he was a great man he they were colleagues with him and um you know just all the amazing things he did and that i wouldn't be here without him and ew Ew, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't get that energy. I really don't get that energy. Yeah. I, I don't understand. Um, I, I don't understand how anybody with w- one brain cell, one brain cell would think that that is okay to say to you. Yeah. Or to mm-hmm. any of your siblings, mm-hmm. to any of your, like, I don't understand such a lack of, of humanity, empathy, um, the uh, cognitive dissonance. I don't understand mm-hmm. that. And that gives in in my opinion i mean i think that that obviously that hurts so many um human rights issues mm-hmm. in general is that kind of level of co- of cognitive dissonance mm-hmm. when it's like how can you not see what he did why are you so protective of him mm-hmm. is it because you see yourself in him because you liked him because you looked up to him and now you're worried that maybe that there is i don't know what it is mm-hmm. uh, but i certainly know from um my lived experience at least is that that level of empathy affects donor conceived people so much mm-hmm. and it p- makes it so hard for us to strive forward and get basic rights yes. that are just mm-hmm. common sense mm-hmm. like we're not asking for the moon we're asking for you to not assault our mothers yes. yeah that's that's <laughs> not i'm sorry well that's we're what asking that's what I was going to say. Like when people use that stupid, <laughs> when they do so many people, I've been told that by so many people. And I don't know if you yeah. have, like, you wouldn't be here without him. Ugh. Who cares? Like, do you think, first off, I want to look at him and go, no shit, Sherlock. Do I look fucking stupid? Like <laughs> I understand like biology here, but that doesn't like, What's the word negate? Yeah, we'll use that word. Sounds good. Um, it sounds the fact good. That what he did was wrong. That I yeah. mean, just because I wouldn't be here without him doesn't like just wipe away every damn thing that he has done to our mothers and to the fathers and everything. Like yeah. I just I hate it when people use that. And like you said, if, like for anybody in the donor conceived community or adoptees or MPs when they, they hear, oh, well, you wouldn't be here without them. Okay. And what's your point about that? Like, that is just the stupidest statement I've ever heard. It doesn't negate anything Mm -hmm. that I've gone through, any uh, abuse, any uh, medical issues. Um, And it doesn't negate the fact that there's almost a hundred of you, almost a hundred. And this is the thing that I always, I always come back to is that a hundred siblings does not just affect those 100 siblings. Mm-hmm. It affects everybody around us. Like the fact that there is, there was a hundred of you in such a small area, yeah. the, the level of accidental incest, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And like that affects society in general. And what we have learned in the short years that we have actively been doing advocacy is there's so many more pods of a hundred than we've realized. I've found multiple pods of a hundred mm-hmm. so easily and quickly. And it's like this affects our genetic diversity this affects our gene pool this is Mm -hmm. a societal issue this isn't just about donor conceived people because not only yes does that affect the pod but also the donor's family Mm -hmm. because dr klein he didn't he didn't tell any of his family this so his children Mm -hmm. his grandchildren are Mm -hmm. going out in the world you know getting married dating kissing mm-hmm. people and had no idea that this could be a risk for them as well. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. the same thing with every pod, mm-hmm. every single pod. The fact that we don't know who our family is, is dangerous for everybody. Yes. And I don't understand how people instinctively don't get that mm-hmm. because whenever I talk about this on social media, they're like, what's the problem with having over a hundred kids? And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I don't, I'm like, and a part of me is like, I'm going to sound condescending, not because I'm actively trying to sound condescending, but it's so basic that it's just going to come across as condescending. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I now, mean, but you also have some of those that support. Um, there's one one gentleman that comes to mind who's like a serial donor that um, always tries to uh, we have for himself. Yeah, we have a few of them. Hi, if you're watching. Hello, sweetheart. How are you doing? There's a few of you, but there's one in particular I know who is watching me. Hi. Yeah. yeah, No, there's a few of them. And it's just and again, it's I don't understand actively how other people, recipient parents don't understand how dangerous that is understand not just how dangerous it is in general but just for themselves and for their child well it's because Uh, those recipient parents though and i hate to say that but it's true look at their children as a possession and so they don't possess absolutely children they only possess the child that they have brought into this world whereas they're not looking at it as a whole biologically and genetically that they do that your children have other biological family you're just not allowing them to know them yeah i mean there's so many donor conceived children yeah there's so many donor conceived children um and i also know that children like born of like ivf as well also Mm -hmm. kind of like have faced this where the parents are like i spent so much money to have you i spent so much money to have you which is such horrible pressure to put on your child Yeah. And it's like one, I didn't force you to spend that much goddamn money to have me. I'm so sorry. But and it's it does put this insane amount of pressure, this insane amount of property. And the child like instinctively is like, oh, shit, if I don't show how grateful I am. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Like, I'd be loved enough. And please, parents, don't think that I am like thinking that about all of you because I'm not. No, (laughs) no. And not all parents. (laughs) Yeah. Not all parents have that, but it is a, I'm going to say it's a pattern that a lot of donor conceived people, children born of IVF, uh, adoptees as well, mm-hmm. um, certainly also all go through is their price tag is like held over their head. Mm-hmm. Um, now I joke with that. I, I personally don't <laughs> feel that from like my parents, but I do joke with my mom and my dad because they did spend a shitload of money to have me. And now I joke that I am slowly making all the money back that they spent on me <laughs> um, through making <laughs> jokes about it and talking about it. I'm like, look guys, I'm making it back. Look at that. See how that works. I was $50. That's it. And I told my mom, I was like, damn, I was cheap. So, but. You were a bargain baby. He didn't even have a price. Like, so I was 50. A sibling that was a year after me was $15. So, and then a sibling that was like the same year was like 1,500. And so I joke and I say, well, I must've been like the water bill. You know, you must've been you know, whatever cable or something. And then, you know, the other ones were the in-ground pool that he had to have. So, Oh my God. <laughs> Depends on the expenses he has right then. Who knows? I mean, I now, could have been puppy chow for the, the short pace too. You, you could have been, yeah. Well, you could have been, yeah, you could have been dog toys or you could have been more masturbation tools needed to yes. masturbate the shark. I don't know how that yes. works. I don't understand. Collection uh, tubes. 
<laughs> collection tubes. Oh, how full circle. Um, now, you mentioned this briefly. You mentioned that you were sick. And this was something that you, you guys kind of touched on in the documentary. But what are, if you don't mind me asking, what have you been medically struggling with that I'm going to say hypothetically, seems like it absolutely is from Dr. Klein. So I actually was diagnosed with four different things, but I know they have to all four be from him, but one is, um, it's called ankylosing spondylitis. I don't know if anybody has ever heard of that, or they also call it like axle spondyloarthropy. Um, But if you've ever heard of like bamboo spine, where the spine like fuses together, um, basically, um, it's autoimmune and genetic. So I have a gene, it's called HLA B27 and I'm positive for that as well as a lot of my other half siblings also have this as well. Um, I take Humira for it and my goodness, it's expensive. Um, but basically we understand like your body goes into this like immune response and forms like calcium like deposits and it fuses your vertebrae together oh oh no no like spine yeah so it causes no 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 punchback like you know fusion all of that so so that's one of the things but also the hlab 27 can also also cause like other problems it can cause problems with your eyes like it can um cause you to not be able to breathe as well like your rib cage so kind of have problems sometimes with that but i also have um an autoimmune disease and they're not totally sure but they think i have sjogren's but they haven't like diagnosed me but fully but i don't produce saliva i don't produce tears some people with sjogren's that's all that you have is like the the tears, I can cry, but like the lubrication throughout the day, I don't do. And like the saliva, but of course my body, it has attacked like my heart and my bladder. Um, I just had like a pill capsule study and I have like lymphedema like in my intestines. So pretty much every system that I have <laughs> and I, you know, I randomly swell up like Violet off of Billy Wonka. That's fun. Um, I just started doing that like a few months ago. Oh, no, we got to juice you. No, it's awful. I mean, seriously. Oh, no. so bad. I never understood. I know that sounds bad, but I just, I, I, the whole lymphedema and swelling and, you know, never understood that until it happened to me. And then I'm like, oh, my God, it's the most painful. So, I'm on all these medications. I'm on infusions. I have a port. Yeah. So I, Oh my God, I'm never going to be able to like be healed from everything that I have, but I can, I'm thankfully now have a team of doctors where I am being treated and Mm -hmm. they are so good to me. Whereas the ones I had at first were, we love Donald Klein and you just have anxiety. That's what I was told. And I'm like, I was, I remember begging, I lost 50 pounds and a size zero fell off of me. And I remember crying, telling them like, I couldn't eat. And every time I tried to eat, I vomited. And the doctor looked at me and said, how long have you been anorexic? I mean, I just lost it. And I'm like, I'm telling you, I am starving to death. Like, but Klein's great. Oh God. I hate, I hate people sometimes. Me too. I hate the, oh, me too. oh my God. Yeah. yeah. It causes so okay. much trauma from like medical yeah. trauma. It's awful. <laughs> so then what I would love to sort of kind of reach back to talking about this trauma is you have had doctors tell you Dr. Klein's a great person. You've had your own siblings, your sibling pod go, don't talk about this. Don't do this. Mm-hmm. You've had Klein scare you. You've had his children say, like you, the amount of people who have been telling you, bullying you, mm-hmm. threatening you, gaslighting say. you to tell you, don't do this. You are wrong. Be grateful. Shut up. Don't. What was the driving force? Why did you decide, no, I'm standing my, I'm standing my fucking ground. What was that that kept you moving forward? Um, 
gosh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> so um, as a female, I have been um, assaulted um, in the past. Hmm. And just to think like our government and our laws don't say that that's what happened to my mother um, sickened me. And, you know, I just, I'd be damned if someone has to go through this life and live that pain and to not have anybody there to protect them. We didn't, um, but just because we didn't, why shouldn't we make the world better? Like, I feel like we are given one life and you should make it a better place while you're here. And I couldn't forgive myself if, you know, 20, 30 years down the road, there's somebody that says, this happened to you. Why didn't you do anything? So now, even if, you know, nothing else comes, I know in my heart, like I've done everything to protect others. And I think we need more of that in this world because it's not just about me. It's not just about you. It's about everybody. And we should love everybody. That's that's what I feel like God, this is where Klein's wrong. Like I am religious, but I feel like God has put me on this earth to love people, not to judge people, but to love them. That's, that's my job. So. Oh my God. You did. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Um, that, no, that was, that was amazing. And that was beautiful. And that was poetic. And I think that if people had an eighth, a 16th of your conviction of your empathy and of your compassion and your strength, automatically this world would be a better place. And, mm -hmm. and I do think that one of the issues that specifically donor can I think everybody like, in, again, you know, pick a human, pick a human rights issue, mm -hmm. but specifically with donor conceived people. I think one of the issues that we are facing is we don't have enough people coming forward. We know the horror stories exist. Mm -hmm. We we hear people talking in the shadows. We know, we, we know, but people are too scared to come forward. Mm -hmm. And we need that to convince legislatures. Um, it's, we're facing a multi-billion dollar industry. Like we, we need the evidence. Mm -hmm. And I think what you have showed is one story your story, one pod, you guys didn't just shake the nation, you shook the world, your one story. And I think that really shows how powerful even one person coming forward can be. And so I would love for you, that donor conceived person, that recipient parent, that donor, that whistleblower from a clinic who knows they saw something, I want you to tell them if they're scared right now to come forward, but they've got the next Our Father story, mm -hmm. they've got the next thing, what would you say to them? Oh my to goodness. Tell come forward. And honestly, you know, you can contact myself, Laura, um, Jody Matera, Eve Wiley, and there are ways for you to still stay anonymous. Trust me, mm -hmm. we have our ways and we can figure it out with you. And, you know, I know the four of us, we won't tell anyone, you know, it's shared between the four of us. It stays there and we will help you. So whether you are, you know, worried about your, your parents, your siblings, you know, the doctor, the clinic, like you said, if you're, you know, working at a clinic and see that reach out, we will help you. We will help you because it's the only way, because again, guys, look what Jacoba did and look how much of an impact that has. If we all stood together, we all stand with Jacoba, we could change this industry so quickly. And I believe mm -hmm. that in my soul. And with that, we all can do something right now. We all can help get the fertility fraud legislation passed federally, yes. which is what we need. So it's HR 451. I want everybody to call their local legislature right now. And you tell them I want HR 451, the fertility fraud law passed federally, which would make it illegal for a doctor to switch out the chosen sperm mm -hmm. eggs for their own or any other that they feel like. Go call your local legislature. Please. Back up Jacoba. <laughs> Please. Let's not have Jacoba standing on this hill by herself. Let's all stand with her together. We move forward together. But I'm not. I've got you and so many others.
I have our whole community. So, yeah. Well, again, Jacoba, our community owes you the biggest debt of de- biggest biggest debt of gratitude. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your strength. Thank you for coming forward. Uh, I mean, I, I'd been talking about donor conception on the internet for uh, about a year before Our Father came out. And when it came out, the comments shifted. And I felt that immediately because before the amount of negative comments I had were, were quite, were a lot. But once Our Father came out, it shifted immediately. Mm-hmm. And I remember how many people would DM me going, oh my God, you haven't been lying this whole time. And I'm like, no, you fuck nuts. no. No, you fuck nuts. I haven't been lying this whole time. And your documentary did that. It made people listen. And it made them understand that, okay, if this isn't illegal, what else isn't illegal? And we were able to start having conversations about sibling pod size, about verifying medical histories, about um, uh, 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 the fact that egg donation for like egg donors, they're not protected. There was so much now that we've been able to have those conversations because of our father. Mm -hmm. So Jacoba, Thank you. We've got your back. You are not alone. You tell me where those trolls are and I will go find them. <laughs> thank you. I will you. go find them. Thank you. And thank you for everything that you and Dave do too. Especially with, you know, you put this lightheartedness to it and I, it, you do. And But I think that it, it makes such an uncom- uncomfortable topic something that people can discuss. You know, it kind of opens it up with, a, with comedy. Well, I mean, I feel like the jokes are sitting on the table when we talk about actively masturbating Sharpays. Yes. I, I feel like the jokes write themselves. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, so thank you, Jacoba. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will be back next week with another episode of Insemination. Please like, review, leave a comment. Follow me on social media at Laura High Five. That's my that's my uh, handle everywhere. You can also watch this episode on YouTube if you want want to watch me absolutely losing my mind over what Jacoba is saying. And my sweet shirt that I got in a gift shop. And your sweet yeah. and Juniper, yes. you gotta go help Juniper out. But again, most importantly, please go call your local legislatures and ask them to pass HR 451. Well, that was a hell of an episode, and I don't know about you all, but I'm going to be reaching for my liquor cabinet. Please drink responsibly. I cannot thank Jacoba enough for coming on and sharing as much as she did. And as I said, we're not going to let Jacoba stand on that hill by herself. We are all going to stand with her and we are going to call our local legislatures and ask them to pass H.R. 451, the federal fertility fraud legislation. Let's make it illegal federally for a doctor to switch out the chosen donor DNA with their own or any other that they feel like. Again, common sense law, people. And thank you all so much for subscribing to our podcast, Insemination. Hopefully one day our subscriber list will be as high as a sperm count. We will see you back next week with an all new episode of Insemination.